How do you live knowing what you did? Do you feel our pain? Are you eroding away with shame? What made you do it? Why wouldn't you just let go? The situation was clearly under control. I ask you again, do you feel remorse? Or did you feel like you were settling a score? He screamed, I can't breathe, while she choked him out like a soulless fucking fiend. You stole his breath, tell me now, was it a fraternity test? Did you get the score you were longing for? Do you still feel like you belong, of course? Because the boys in blue are still going strong. This isn't a question, it's a statement. You're a racist. We have never stopped standing tall and strong in the face of injustice. We are even risking our lives to march today and show the world that we will not be silenced. To all the allies that are here with us today, Please don't let this be the end of your fight against racial injustice. Let this be the fuel to fight further because the brutality against black people by the police, in the workforce, at the shops, on the street, in schools, at universities will continue to happen. And every single person here, especially white people, need to use their privilege to fight against that. Look around us. Many of the buildings are built on slave money. Wills Memorial, Colston Hall, Merchants Ventures Building. These buildings are named after slave owners and groups. Right here in Bristol. Bristol has a very deep, dark history of racism and slavery that still affects the black community today. We live in a time where police mishandle black people and murder them cold blood on camera and until black people protest, there is no injustice. George Floyd didn't deserve to die. No black person deserves to die at the hands of police. How many of us get anxious when we see police? How many of us feel unsafe when we see the police? Isn't that the total opposite to what we're supposed to feel? There have been 1,741 deaths in police custody or otherwise following contact with the police since 1990, but no police officer has ever been convicted. 1,741 deaths and no convictions since 1990. The UK is inherently racist and they need to say it with their chest. just as bad as the US let's not get it twisted now I want to end with this with a message to the white people here with us today racism happens at every corner of society now check yourselves and check other white people around you how are you ensuring black people feel safe are you clued up on what it means to have white privilege and how you can use it positively things need to change now because too many black people have died and not got justice. Too many black people have been mishandled and faced racism and not got justice. We are tired. And finally, no justice, no peace. (laughs) 
typically peaceful and go no further than hundreds to thousands of people standing together for one common goal. Do what they can to make sure black people are treated with the same respect and have the same rights as anybody else. Too often innocent African Americans fall victim to police brutality due to racial prejudice against them. Police beat, choke, and even kill people of color over the smallest things in America. And most of the time walk free as if their actions were justified and have no consequences. I was pushed off of the ledge that I was standing on, on the bridge on Wabash, not once but twice by the same police officer. I had to be caught by people that were in a very large crowd that I was trying to avoid. Two police cars drove sped down the bridge that we were standing on, not once but twice, with the intent to hit people. If we had not screamed at the people to get out of the way, they would have been hit and either killed or injured. They threatened us with sound cannons, which make a noise that can be so loud that it is can be deadly to people with heart conditions and can burst and damage eardrums. Um, and to top it all off, even during a pandemic that has riddled the globe, a lot of these police officers either did not have a face shield or did not have a mask on. And when we asked them about it, we were laughed at. The protests here are against that kind of thing. And people of all races and all backgrounds unite as we believe all humans should be responsible for what they do and the innocent people they harm for no good reason. It's clear that when it comes to the people who are sworn to protect our lives, there is no room for them to go out of their way to brutalize citizens. But the strange thing is that at these peaceful protests, that's exactly what happened. Police showed up and were shoving innocent protesters, old or young, beating them, arresting people who did nothing, and tear gassing large crowds. The National Guard was walking around with military-grade weapons to strike fear into protesters as police continued to hurt us. Police hurt people in America. Growing up black in a country where you can't trust law enforcement has changed the way many black people live their lives. It's the reason why a 17-year-old kid like me tries his best to avoid police because he knows they might try to harass or beat him because of the color of his skin. It's the reason why when something bad happens, black people would rather deal with it on their own than get the police involved. Or why people of color fear for their lives when they get pulled over for a traffic stop. How is their job to protect and serve, but they attack, brutalize, and kill people for being black? That's why the protests are happening. We want to get it through everyone in America's heads that black lives should be valued, that black lives matter. I know that I'm going to be speaking to thousands of people of England that are probably wondering what they can do to help the movement and help us fight for what's right. I've already seen some protests from over there, and that's really cool, and I love it. America sees your support, and we appreciate you guys. Other ways you can support us by donating to BlackLivesMatter.com to help the cause. There you can sign a petition as well to get America to defund their police. This movement is not for the end goal of a reformation of the police. It is to abolish the police and then move forward and find a way to have law enforcement be able to help people while having repercussions for those that abuse their power. You can also sign petitions online at change.org to make sure all the officers who have been committing foul acts against innocent citizens and harassing and murdering black people are held accountable for their actions and given the proper charges and put behind bars like the criminals they are. My name is Justice Madison. My name is Cameron Kugler. I'm 17. I'm from America and I live in Chicago, Illinois. Thank you for your time.
support and to support our black community because we need allies during this time. Black lives matter. All of them do, regardless of sexuality, identity, or religion. Regardless of who we love, the melanin in our skin, or the God we believe in, we are all suffering from systematic oppression, and we can all relate to that. We were born in an unequal world, where we are reminded by our place every day as people cross the, uh, cross the street, street when they see our dark skin. We are reminded of our place every day when teachers refuse to predict us the same grades that our peers get predicted, or when teachers tell us we're not good enough or we're not smart enough to go to university or study the yeah. or study the degree of our choice. I am reminded of my place every day when when people call me again provoked. I'm reminded of my place every day when someone tried to snatch my hijab simply because it made them feel uncomfortable. I'm reminded of my place every day when someone told me I would, I'll be pretty if only my skin was lighter or that I'd be more professional if my hair was straighter. And I'm still reminded of my place every day when people try to devalue our experiences and minimize our trauma by saying slavery was 200 years ago. No, slavery is today. free in this world until every black man and black woman can walk down the streets without the fear of being harassed or the fear of being racially discriminated against. I am tired of the lack of representation that is so damaging and that has so many damaging impacts on the young black boys and girls growing up in this country today and I'm tired of not being believed when um, about my experiences of racism because others have had the privilege of not having seen it. I am tired of the racism we see within our minority communities as well and the colorism that is born of it. We need to address racism everywhere. Yes. I am tired of the lack of appropriate mental health resources for our black communities. And I'm and I am calling for our government to take our pain and trauma seriously and give us the change that we need to see. We don't need words, we need action. First of all, I have to say I'm very happy that I had the opportunity to uh, attend the protest online because I really like to be part of that. I didn't feel comfortable to go and demonstrate in the street because, well, I'm not so worried about my health in, in terms of COVID-19, but then I'm um, quite conscious about spreading the virus so i don't want to do anything which can put any life in risk or anything it was a few very good speakers that they talk about it they talk about a bit of about the background where it came from the black lives matter and the history that back to 2013 and about the demonstration today and they show uh, some people that they were in actual demonstration on the street. So they, we have some report like that as well. So it was really good to be part of that. Then they encourage people to take the picture of them with their signs and placards, which we did at home, and we emailed it to them. So it, it was really good to feel that you are 
part of something which is so important, so fundamental, and involves everyone. I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm, I'm, I'm Persian. But I think Black Lives Matter relates to everyone, every single of us, because it is not about the black and white or Asian or Persian. It is about equality. It is about the racism that it's unfortunately it is so ingrained in many parts of the society. And we can spot it in our society, in our politics. And that's why it's matter to everyone. And I honestly, I'm really, really surprised, not in a positive way, when people shrug their shoulders and said, oh, well, okay, no, I don't think it, it, it relates to me. Yes, of course it relates to you, unless you are completely ignoring anyone apart from yourself. It really annoys me when people say every lives matter. Of course every lives matter. When we say black lives matter, we don't ignore that every lives matter. We don't say only black lives matter. But can people please bear in mind when we campaigning about something, that's because we want to draw the attention to that. Now, in this particular time of the history, it is important we pay enough attention to this matter. If I can say one thing to policymakers, to white people, I would say, listen and learn and look at the history. If you are not aware of history enough, make yourself aware of that. I don't claim that I know the history. I don't know because I haven't been this in country. I haven't been black. So there are a lot that I need to learn. But at least I'm prepared to listen and learn. And for those people who want to just jump and express their opinion, I think it's a very good thing to learn from the history and learn what's happened. As it's been said before, it's so great to see so many people here for the same thing. You know, Black Lives Matter and that's that's it. So <laughs> that's it. So my name's Jade. My African name is Ajwa Nyantuchi. And basically, for those of you that don't know, um, Nyantuchi is... Sorry, I'm going to start again. I'm really nervous. I do it's apologize. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Hello, Bristol. <laughs> so, my name is Jade. My African name is... Uh, uh, oh, God. My African name is Adra Nyantichi. I come from West Africa. I'm from Ghana. And I come from the Ashanti, I come from the bloodline of Ashantis. For those of you that are Ghanaian and can see my face, you already know that I'm an Ashanti. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, an Ashanti is one of the tribes that was in Africa. And they fought against the um, British Empire and their allies from 1824 to the 1900s. And that bloodline is so strong that I'm standing here today and I look like some of the people that were fighting in the 1800s. Mad team. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm going to tell you a story about when I first found out that I was different. I was about six years old. My grandma was a nurse at the time. She was meant to be picking me up from school, but she ran into some complications. As a nurse, you just you help people. It's what you do. So she called up the school and she said, oh, I'm going to be a bit late, you know, to pick up Jade. So the teachers did their job and they gave me a puzzle to entertain myself. So I'm into this puzzle. I'm so gassed because I'm like 30 minutes in, you know, I'm just doing my thing like I always do. And this kid, and for the benefit of the story, this white kid runs up to me, slaps the puzzle out of my hand and pushes me down to the floor and says, you're dirty. You shouldn't be playing with this puzzle because you're dirty. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so with that, I'm here today with my six-year-old self fighting for the same yeah. shit that my grandma fought for as a black woman, fighting for the same, the same rubbish that my granddad fought for as a black man, that my mum fought for as a single black mother, and that my uncle fought for as a gay black man. And I think it just makes me quite sad to think that we still have to do this. I don't get it. You can't appreciate black culture but not like black people. Yeah. You cannot like black culture and not like black people. I don't talk in front of crowds this big, but Bristol, you've amazed me. So although the positive is, although the protest has been quite negative, I'm here to flip the script. Bristol, we do things different. So we look at negativity and we turn it into positivity. Yes. So what we've done is we've linked up with the organizers and we've decided that all the money will go to our young people from St. Paul's. not just going to go from our young people to St Paul's and it's not just going to go to Malcolm X. Actually, we're going to take 20 young people to Africa and we're going to teach them from young. I believe young people learn through teaching, seeing, smelling and doing. We don't learn like the rest of you in the classrooms just writing. Some of us learn differently, so that's what we're going to do. So please keep giving the money to go to the GoFundMe page, because the more we get, the more young people we can take. And I'm not talking about young people you don't know, I'm talking about young people you know. And I'm all about empowering young people, so actually, I'm gonna hand it over to them. So I'm gonna give you Lawrence Who's son, and my little sister, Dana, and their parents are not here because they're tired, so they've sent the next generation. <laughs> So this poem was written by Lawrence Hu. He lives in St. Paul's. We're from St. Paul's. The poem's called Unite, and I hope that's what we can do. So. <laughs> so many things are not right. What we need to do is unite. We have to come together to win this fight, combining all of our powers, strength, and might. What we can achieve in a small group, see that was our greatest coup. Separating, segregating, and dividing us all, then telling us that our problems are small. 
Don't you see that many of our problems are common? What we have to do is stop looking at each other as foreign, for we are all one family. Mm. Don't let this be our destiny. The time has come for us to rise, hold the system accountable, make it pay for all our lost lives. The time has come for us to rise. The scenario I've penned with my quill. I see a tall, respectable, brown-skinned man with dark-rimmed glasses on his face. I see a man, like a lawyer, versed with words, and the subject is race. I see a debate like a courtroom, and you, <laughs> the judges, have taken your place. I see the results of this discord making the treatments of blacks out to be an utter disgrace. His words come with passion, his sentences laced with justice and truth. I see the urgency with which he speaks raises the roof. I see Tamala Motown's 60s and Louis Armstrong's pain. I see James Brown's conviction and Aretha Franklin's disdain. I see the sentiments being echoed in that famous Marvin Gaye song. Yes! What's happening, brother? What in the world's going on? What's going on? I see defiance. I see a man whose message transcends generation. I see a man whose words demands white America make repatriations. I see defiance not settling for what's not right. I see power by any means necessary winning the fight. I see outstanding articulation was debated with kings and queens. I see a genius that will win fights by any means. I see amazing, this man is simply before his time. I see intelligence and sharing our suffering. Your pain is mine. I see equality. I'm just as good as you. I see opportunity. I can do what you can do. I see. Malcolm. How did you see you were more than this? What made you say, yes, we can? What made you believe that you were the original man, the original Asiatic man? Did the ancient kingdoms of Nubia whisper who you are? Did the distant libraries of Timbuktu tell you you were the first star? Or did you just say, I'm gonna change this? This isn't right, this is bizarre. Oh, Malcolm, what made you stand up and say enough is enough? What made you get real? What made you get serious? What made you get tough? Did the blue hills of Mississippi cry out to you? Did the flames for, for the, did the voices from the flames of Lynchville scream, our salvation is overdue? Or did you just wake up one morning and stare in the mirror and say, I love you? I see bravery. Telling them their actions are a disgrace. I see a performance and the audience are on their feet. I see inspection, self and others and an agenda to me. I see a warrior decked with armor fit for a king. I see a sword of truth which literally cuts through everything. I see a breastplate of courage that withstands persecution thrown at it. I see a shield protecting black people from a hostile climate. I feel your anger. We're human. How dare we be treated this way? I feel your frustration. When we will be able to enjoy a better day? I feel fear and envy. I love how you have such discipline with words. 
I feel your passion and admiration, it's that charm which moved my people forwards. I feel your words floating on soft blue lights of persuasion, igniting the hearts of men with orange flames of passion everywhere. I see the laments of past heroes, the wounds that have not been healed, and their antagonizers, their antagonizers still say, I don't care. I see that stern look of refusal, I'm sorry, the vacancy's been filled. I see that look of surprise, is this your CV? Are you really this skilled? I see that look of disapproval, wouldn't you be happier? I mean happier, with a young man who looks more like us. I see that look of fear. I know they got paid more, but please, please, don't make a fuss. I see my Luther King dreaming, looking over into the promised land. I see the Empress Mawazi with your sword in your hand. I see Bernie Grant warning of the storm was going to come. And I see Stephen Lawrence falling to the ground and said, I don't want to die, Mum. I see Marlon Thomas begging for a difference to be made. I see Marlon Thomas begging for a difference to be made. I see the Minister Lewis Farrakhan telling it's a spade, it's a spade. I see Nelson Mandela saying, this world is your business. And I see Paul Stevens, the guy fighting, saying, what is? Doesn't have to be how it is. I see Diamond Reynolds saying there's more he wanted to achieve. And I see Eric Garner and George Floyd on the ground saying, I can't breathe. I see Marcus Garvey prominent smacks that line that will be coming to our shore. And I see the Empress Ailey Selassie's is going until the colour of a man's skin is of no more importance than the colour of a man's eyes. There will always be war! Well, we're not judged by the contents of our character, but the colour. We're not judged by the, the colour of our skin, but the contents of our character. I see men and women sitting around boardroom tables waiting for the dreadlock CEO to begin. <laughs> That's right. You know, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dreadlock CEO. <laughs> I see 90, I said 90 different nationalities in Bristol coming to the table, each with their special dish. I see a city where every voice matters and everyone can make a wish. I feel their hearts like mine glowing with inspiration. And suddenly we see it. This match really good. <laughs> <laughs> and we begin today. I see us all coming together and finding ways to share. I see us all concluding, all concluding, we can all do much better than this. Yes. Oh, oh, we can all do much better than this. And I know it sounds crazy, but I see Hillary Clinton leaning over to give her up a Garby a kiss. <laughs> Picture it, you're not that funny. <laughs> I see a tall, respectable, brown skinned man with dark rimmed glasses on his face. I see a man like a lawyer, first with words, and the subject is race. 
I see you. I see me. I see Mwasi. I see three. What do you see? I love you. I love you. I really do love you. I just intuitively do. God bless you. No justice, no, peace. no justice, no peace. I say peace is the way forward, but in the face of violence, I will not respond with peace. I tell you, I'm a 22 year old man from Bristol. I haven't cried since I was 12 years old. But I'm telling you, when I seen that man's life getting sucked out of him for nine minutes, tears came to my eyes. And I know it happened to everyone here that won't want to admit it. And I'm telling you, we need to have one mind, one agenda, and one voice for the black people. We cannot be divided anymore, regardless of shade, regardless of size, regardless of gender, place, anything. Am I? And I tell you, my mixed race brothers and sisters that feel they do not belong, you belong. You was raped, murdered, considered less than human, just like us. And I know you suffer extra pain because you come from the oppression that oppresses our people as well. But understand, do not feel like you are your own race. You are black. We are all black. We all come from black. Before there was light in the universe, it was black. Blackness is the beginning and will be the end. So I tell you, we need to restore the hearts of the black people in our community, starting in Bristol here today. Anyone that feels that they need to make a change, we need to connect and start that change. Change will not come. We've been asking for change for 500 years. And nothing's changed. So now we make the change. We are here today, so I know all of you are tired. All of you have felt oppressed. And everyone has felt oppressed. We need to put that into one voice a streamlined voice streamlined it cannot be divided we cannot be coming to people saying this is what we want and then someone over there saying no but we need this no we tackle one thing at one time because i tell you when they did this racism when they took us from africa when 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 shaka zulu the last greatest warrior was fighting for africa until his dying breath he was fighting for hurtful 20, 30, 40 years until they finally defeated him and that was the fall of Africa. And I'm telling you, Ethiopia was the only place that was not taken over. But let me get back to my point. Racism was planned. It was organized and it was executed with precision. So now we need to plan, be organized and execute with precision just like they did. We cannot expect something to change tomorrow. We cannot expect something to change next week. We can't expect something to change literally probably in a year's time, but the right needs to be made from now. We need to have one voice, one mind, one agenda. And I tell you again, peace is the way forward, but in the face of violence, I will not respond with peace. Touching on what some of my other brothers and sisters have spoken about today, which is unity going back to Africa, that is rooted in Garveyism, and we need to educate ourselves on that. The first step is education, but it is not the last. Once you are educated, 
You need to find like-minded people, start talking, find more people, and then you will have one voice. And I'm telling you, bun Labour, bun Conservative, bun the Green Party, because all these people have their own alternative agendas, but I tell you, black people are on this earth for the betterment of humanity. So the black party that we create, it will be for the betterment of the humanity. So bun all of that Again, peace is the way forward, but in the face of violence, I will not respond with peace. Again, my people, talk to your friends. Talk to your brothers and sisters. Talk to your parents, my black people. My black people. My black people, because this is our fight. My white people, thank you so much for coming here, because you can fight for us, but you cannot fight with us, because from day one, whenever we have tried to let other people into our organizations. They are infiltrated, they are taken down from the inside. So I'm telling you, if you want to fight for us, you can fight for us, but you do not need to fight with us. Fight for us, go to your own places that you know that are racist and take them down your own way, with your own money, with whatever you can do. And I tell you again, that, that, Colston, that Colston statue that we've taken down, Babylon gone! <laughs> And I tell you, that, that is the one thing that has striked so much. That's the most powerful thing that has happened today. Yeah. That's the most powerful yeah. thing that's happened today. Yeah. And it yeah. cannot stop. Now, White Ladies Road, Banda! Change it! That boy here, Banda! Change it! No more! I'm not going to live in a city that still has racist names of places that disrespect us. I'm done with it. So I tell you, today I don't know how it's going to start, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. My name is Devonte, aka Deluxe. You can find me somewhere, talk with me, and we can get this started. I'm telling you, I don't care who it is, it could be a little girl, a little boy, it could be a grown old man on his deathbed. Shout me, and we will make the steps to start change. Again, socially, we are oppressed socially, politically, economically. So now we need to go back and create our, create our own societies, create our own politics, create our own economy, economy to fight what is destroying our world. Racism and white supremacy is not, it does not have a home. It is deep-rooted over the globe and it, is, and it is enforced by the people that are there to protect us. No more do I need your protection. I tell you, when I seen that man dying, someone on their phone, get your knee off him. If that was me, I would have banged my man in his face. No, and I would have kid died there with him. I'm not watching no one and none of my brothers die from a white man when my, when my ancestors were whipped, taken from their home for 400 years and I wasn't there, I'm here now. So I'm going to make a change and I'm going to stop it. So again, I tell you, peace is the way forward, but in the face of violence, I will not respond with peace. How many times has a mother had to bury her child? How many times has a father had to bury his son? How many times have we been denied a job because of our name? How many times have we been oppressed in a, in a, in a social place, walking down the road, racial slurs put at us? Too many times. Too many times. Too many times. And now I say we no longer, we're not asking. We don't want, we're not asking for nothing. I don't want nothing. I don't want them to fund any of our organizations that we put for ourselves. It needs to be for ourselves, by ourselves, and run by ourselves. And again, 
economic starvation is often the strongest form of protest, so I urge you, find high-quality black-owned businesses and put your money there. If there's a black-owned business that is not up to standard, you tell them what they need to fix and put your money there. I'm going to close with this. We will restore the heart of the black community. I'm telling you, black has many shades. We are all black and we are one family. I see my family here today and I love every single one of you. Mixed race, black. And if you are, if you have been oppressed due to blackness, you are black and you are my brother and you are my sister. And you can stand with me and fight with me and I will be fighting with you and for you. Again, one voice, one mind, and one agenda for the black race. And it can start in our communities just talking. And then when we hear common themes, that's when we want change. We turn those common themes that everyone's feeling and we put that into words and we demand change. We do what we've done, we protest, we starve them of money and we destroy the things that are still representing these devils. Yeah. Thank you every single one of you here today. Again, my name is Devontae, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram, D-L-O-C-X, -E message me and we can get to work and we can try and stop. Start what I'm talking about right now today. We can start this, this evening. When I go home, I'm gonna look at my phone and anyone that messages me, I'm gonna chat to you and we're gonna start working together. You understand? Last time. Peace is the way forward, but in the face of violence, I will not respond with peace. One love, one heart, I and I are right. This is for my people, trying to stay alive and peaceful. Remember when Martin Luther King Jr. gave the speech in 1963? That was 57 years ago. So why are we still fighting the same battle in 2020? I have a dream that my children will one day live in a nation where they feel they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day, the world, with its vicious racists, with its governors having their lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day, right here in the world, little black boys and little black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted, every hill and mountain shall be made loving, the rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall sit together. This is one hope. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair, of stone, of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brother and sisterhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be fine one day. Black brothers and sisters are still being brutally and unjustly massacred by the police for crimes they did not commit. Black brothers and sisters are still being arrested for crimes they did not commit. 
Black brothers and sisters are still being judged. We think this problem exists only in America. Some people think racism still doesn't exist, but it's still here. Something sinister to it, pendulum swinging low, a degenerate moving through the city with criminals stealth welcome to the enemy turf. Harder than immigrants work, golf is stitched into my shirt. Get up off the pavement, brush the dirt, top of my psyche, psyche, psyche. Too black for the white kids and too white for the blacks. From honor roll to cracking locks up up from bicycle racks. I'm indecisive, I'm scatterbrained, and I'm frightened, it's evident. And them eyes, where are he hiding all the nice schools at? At school, people would call me an Oreo or a coconut. Why? Because even though I'm black out on the outside, apparently I did not act black on the inside. I did not fit into the stereotype that white people expect black people to conform to. Perhaps it was my British accent, or the music that I listened to at the time, which was mainly heavy metal and punk. Or perhaps it was the lightness of my being that showed the world that I was not an angry black woman that everyone expects us to be. I would spend hours as my mother used to use harsh chemicals containing lye, which is essentially drain cleaner, to get my hair straight enough just so I could fit in with the rest of the kids in the school. I would spend further hours damaging my hair, using hair straighteners to get it bone straight. I minimized my own heritage, my culture. I maybe tried to erase it. I felt ugly because that's what I had been taught. We are not ugly. We are beautiful, unique, and special. to take from our culture, black fishing, by darkening their skin with fake tan, braiding their hair, getting lip fillers, butt injections, etc. They want our rhythm, but not our blues. You take all you want from our black culture, but will you show up for black lives? Haven't they taken enough from us already? The world is controlled by the white man, the state, a repressive organization. We were exploited and stolen from our countries. The world as it is now would be nothing without migrants and people of color. Great Britain would be nothing without the first wave of Caribbeans who came over and rebuilt the country after World War II. These people were promised a new life in the new motherland and then were mercilessly sent back home. My beautiful home country of South Africa was colonized by Europeans in 1652 and apartheid started in 1948. They took everything from us and pushed us to the side. Africa would be striving now if it was not for Europeans invading and taking over. Apartheid ended in 1994, just a year before I was born, but the effects are still there. There is still injustice. People are still angry. It has caused a massive divide. Colonizers are freeloaders, and all of our history is hidden, and no liberty has been given. This is only a small fraction of the story, and I know I have a lot to learn myself. Wake up all the teachers and make them teach a new way. We can't change the world unless we change ourselves. The, wor the world won't get better if we just let it be. No more bondage or political monsters. There's murder in the streets. No justice, no peace. The best thing white people can do is talk to each other and have those difficult conversations with our parents grandparents, friends, and family. But to all of us, regardless of the color of our skin, 
Keep showing up for one another. Yeah. Keep rallying one another. Find yourself for one another. Celebrate what makes us different and what makes us alive. Thank you for listening. This is 2020. This is how. Not only is there a deadly disease, but it's spreading as well. Rest in peace, George. Rest in peace, Kobe. Everything's going to be okay. At least that's what my mother told me. Pollution, corona, racism and tears. This is a message I hope everyone hears. George was a black man, innocent as anything. Then the police go and start harassing him. I can't breathe, he shouts in pain. He's black, therefore he is bad. That's what the police seem to claim. Children need their parents, how can they survive? Knowing that their own parents were killed just because of their skin. So why is it white people are angels and black people are a sin? I can't breathe, I can't breathe, let me go. Either way he died and this goes to show that the world is not safe for us black people. Why is it the way that we treat each other isn't equal? White people, black people, we should be friends. How do you like to be 46 and then your life just ends? It's not just in America, it's in other countries too. How do you like to grow up knowing that any second the police might shoot? Any time, any second, your life could just end. But for white people, that's just not the case. White people get to grow old and see their grandkids grow too, while us black people are just dying. No grandkids? No. We don't choose to be black, but we still are. We just get scared whenever we see a police car. How do you like to dig your parents' grave? So many innocent lives that needed to be saved. No black people equals peace. What has this world come to? What can we do about it? Take a break and just think. 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 What more could I do to prevent this? Go to heaven, George. Go up there. Go to hell, Derek. Go down there. Down 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 no i'm not exaggerating no i'm not joining in the trend we're living in a history book people in the future will look back on this and say what a horrible way to live but it's the horrible truth we have already gone through slavery just because we are black and yet in 2020 we haven't changed police are meant to protect us so get off our necks and learn how to correctly do your job